0: Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that uh, three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. For Got the blues.
1: We're back, the Gulf Insiders, taking you home on the Fairways of i4 in the house, Holly G, along with Will Perry. And uh, Will, we're gonna check with one in with one of our favorite favorite our top dog golf insider mr bob Herrick from espn and say uh hey my friend where you been
0: <laughs> everywhere and nowhere
1: how are you guys awesome well um this is the first time we've had to catch up since the Ryder cup in hazeltine yeah. and just wanted to get a, a few comments from you on uh, the whole experience and um the whole, you know, task force and Mickelson and what a big win for Davis Love. Yeah, it
0: sure was. I think it, um, you know, it, uh, it, it really should be more even than it has been. And uh, example of that, I thought where, you know, it was sort of the U.S.'s time and they, and they took advantage. And, you know, I know there was a lot of fun made of the task force and, you know, people, you know, snickered about the whole thing. But if even if they'd have lost, uh, get the way that all went down, I mean, maybe it was not the best name for it. But what they did was they they got themselves in a situation where the players have more of a say and more input. And that's, I think, what Phil was referencing two years ago at, uh, at Glen Eagles with, with the whole thing where, you know, it got uncomfortable with the Tom Watson stuff. I mean, it was... You know, they want to have a system whereby the assistants and the captains have been a part of this, and they kind of rotate through, and they they get comfortable with with who's playing for them and who works for you know who who works well together, and and they have a plan as opposed to just sort of starting over every two years. And I I think you know that's kind of the European model, and uh, you know it doesn't mean you're going to always win, but it. Um, it gives you a better chance to win. And uh, I think, you know, when you see that every U.S. player had a point, um, there were some excellent pairings, uh, a lot of camaraderie, uh, and a lot of confidence. I I think it it bore out that, uh, you know, this is probably the way to go. And, you know, you could put pretty good money on who the next captains are going to be. It's not going to be that hard to figure out, whereas in the past, you know, there was some mystery to it. You know, now I think it's pretty obvious that it's Jim Furyk the next time, and and uh, unless he's a, unless he's a player, right? Uh, which is possible. Uh, and then then Steve Stricker after that, and he would become the first U.S. captain to have not won a major. Uh, so they're breaking that mold. Um, and then you know, after that, we're looking at Tiger and Phil, Phil Tiger, some combination thereof, and and, and it makes sense. And these people, these guys will have all have have been on Ryder Cup cups as players assistants and captains and look they're even going to be involved in the president's cup too because stricker is the president's cup captain next year for the u.s davis is going to assist him tiger's already been named an assistant so you can kind of start to see the continuity that they're building and um you know again it uh it drew some chuckles but uh i think in the end it's worked uh,
1: absolutely of course anybody that knows the pga of america You know, task force was actually kind of creative for them. Um, But, uh, you know, hey, all kudos also to Phil. Um, Obviously, when he uh, stirred the pot two years ago, um, stepped up, you know, put a lot on the line. But, you know, really shows true leadership to, you know, have to speak up and uh, not brush stuff under the rug. And that's what, you know, started this whole conversation. And, you know, to then be able to deliver on it and deliver in the matches as well, uh, you know, uh, to me, it just elevated Phil's status to a whole nother level.
0: There, there are many who believe that Phil still handled that wrong, that he should not have taken down Tom Watson the way he did. And, you know, I think that's, that's understandable if you don't understand if you don't know how this whole thing has played out, I mean, Phil has had been on that was his 10th team in, in two years ago. And, you know, he basically was pointing out that there's never been any continuity. And he was, you know, he, he stuck his neck out to prove a point like, look, you know, we're never going to we're never going to get anywhere if we keep changing this up. And if we don't have some sort of a system and he knew that if he did that behind closed doors. He feared that nothing was going to change by doing it in public like that. And by sort of, you know, putting his reputation out there and taking a lot of grief, he forced them into change. I mean, basically now the players have a big say in the captain. And, you know, regardless of what you think of of PGA of America and, 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 and their running of the Ryder Cup, you know, before it was kind of the decision of the reigning PGA president. And Ted Bishop wanted Tom Watson, Uh, you know, back he picked, you know, he named him in 2012. And, you know, at the time it seemed kind of cool, you know, a guy who who hadn't been a captain for a long time, who was obviously a legend um, and, uh, uh, you know, an outside the box kind of a thought in terms of the way they had been doing it. But on the other hand, now with hindsight, you see that Tom Watson hadn't been in a Ryder Cup since he had captain in 93. And it had changed a lot. And you know, there's some pretty important decisions you have to make about the pairings. Um, you know, I'm I've I've always been one who says the players have to play better. But this thing is so tight and so close that the wrong pairings can really make a difference and there were some bad pairings at Glenn Eagles. And, you know, now we're gonna we second guess what, what Darren Clark did. You know, he made some curious moves and you know, people think, ah, oh, 7-11, 17-11, is six points, it's no big deal. But, you know, really, that is not like in a baseball game being six runs behind. It's really being three behind. Because if two matches change from a loss to a victory, it's now it's 15-13. to 13, You know, and, and how many of those matches kind of came, came down to the end like that, where it might have gone the other way? Uh, you know, certainly... Uh, we saw, you know, we saw some matches come to the 18th hole, and for once, the U.S. did well in them. They they had performed poorly in those over the years. So, you know, it's a fine line at the Ryder Cup, and uh, you know, if it's about trying to win, then you really need to think through every little aspect. And I think that's what's been brought out now on the American side. What do you think, Bob? Do you think this new approach can really kind of make this more of a battle, a little bit more of an even playing field, you know, however you want to call it in terms of, you know, both teams, you know, obviously Europe has dominated over the last 10 years or so. Do you think it, you know, this new approach can actually have an effect where the U.S. is, you know, kind of coming into it with just as, as good of a chance? Oh, there is no question. I, I think that th- this has given them a tremendous boost. They have a good sense of where they're going now um and it's going to carry over now still it comes down to the players playing um that's a big part of it and uh, uh and also you know on the european side i think they might do some some reflecting too you know they, they left a couple of players off the team that that um really could have had a, made a difference you know because of their rules you know uh they couldn't pick paul casey because he's not a european tour member and Russell Knox, you know, was, was, was not picked. Obviously, Thomas Peters was a terrific pick uh, for Darren Clark. He played great. But, you know, in hindsight, Martin Kymer and Lee Westwood, not so much. And maybe it would have been – maybe things would have been different if uh, Russell Knox had been playing for them. I think the idea of of uh, of rookies not being able to get it done is, is past. Uh, you know, I think it's – I think we've seen that uh, in enough Ryder Cups now where, you know, if you're good enough to be – to make the team. You're you're. You should probably be there. So, but I think the bottom line is going forward. You know, this should be a very very competitive uh, environment. You know, and and really, what should push it over the edge is, is who's the home team. And uh, uh, you know, instead of what what it what it had turned into. You know, the the U.S. was was getting beat a lot. And even though there were some close ones. Um, there was still this sense that they just didn't know how to get it done. And I think now that'll, that's going to change. I,
1: I agree. And then also, as you said, just the idea that, you know, there's this structure to pass the baton uh, from captain to, you know, vice captains. And I think pretty exciting, especially given how you laid out how, the, how that may stack up, because it'll be interesting to see, is it going to be Phil or Tiger, Tiger or Phil, uh, depending on, you know, how their careers go.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, by age, you would think Phil would go first. Uh, but uh, my guess is, is that will be decided amongst all of them. You know, Phil and Tiger are on this Ryder Cup committee going forward. Uh, and and the, the third player on that committee are, are, uh, will, will be, um, it's Davis Love right now, who I'm guessing will be part of the, you know, decision-making process to pick the next captain. And then that next captain will, will take Davis' spot on the committee. So it's going to be the captain and two of the you know the most accomplished U.S. players ever, in Tiger and Phil, having a big role in how this goes down. Now, there's three PGA of America officials on there, too. And my guess is those guys might have some veto power. Uh, but my guess also is is that if they want to put forth a candidate that the players, Tiger, Phil, Davis, or the new captain do not want, that person will not get the job. And that's a big difference. You know, they, they had no say in it before they might've been consulted, but they, they were their you know, their opinion was just that now, now they have a big role in the process. And as you noted, they, you know, passing the baton, I think is sort of what they were striving for. And that's what Phil has talked about for two years.
1: Well, and the euros are probably going, duh, USA. <laughs> we're sorry you figured this out. <laughs> Exactly, and and you know if you, they've they've
0: deviated a little bit over the years the Europeans, but for the most part, if you look back, you know Padraig Harrington was an assistant this time, as was Poulter, uh, and uh, and Thomas Bjorn. Well, you know Bjorn's looking like he's probably going to be the next captain. Harrington should be a captain someday. Poulter should be a captain someday. Uh, on the last team, you know uh, McGinley had uh, um, he had Harrington and. And, uh, Darren Clark wasn't one of his assistants, but Darren Clark has been on Ryder cup teams and has been an assistant. So, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of continuity. There's a lot of prior knowledge and, and it just makes sense, you know? And, uh, and then it just comes down to the fine line of playing, you know, uh, Europe had a bunch of guys who didn't get a lot done. Uh, all the U S players did. And I think they were put in a good position to succeed. The pairings all worked out. Uh, you noted, played really well. Um, uh, went two one and one. You know he has a he has a winning Ryder Cup now in his last three Ryder Cups. And you know, people point to Phil as being a problem. Well, as he's gotten older, his Ryder Cup record has gotten better. You know, and uh, so anyway, I, I just uh, it, all in all, except for the you know the uh, you know the handful of uh, bad actors who were you know poor behavior in the crowd. I thought the, uh, the Ryder Cup came off really well. It was great. And even on the European side, I think they have to feel pretty good about the way it's going.
1: Absolutely. Uh, just about a minute left, Bob. Um, your thoughts as we are going into the 2016-2017 season? Brendan Steele winning in the um, opener at Safeway. What do you expect this week in Kuala Lumpur over there in Malaysia?
0: Yeah, you know, and it's not a bad field over there. Um, you know, top fifteen, is it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, you know Adam Scott's playing, and a couple of other guys who have sat out a few weeks, and and then next week's a World Golf Championship event. Um, you know, golf just never really, never really shuts down, and next week is a big one too. So, um, you know, it was a good, good story, and Brendan Steele winning the way he did. Um, you know, th- but this is really the time of year for the for the newer guys to sort of make their hay uh, you know, they won't necessarily be able to do it uh, this week, but next week there's an opposite event, in Mississippi, uh, you know, then Vegas and uh, Mexico and, and uh, the RSM and uh, Sea Island, you know, these are tournaments where, you know, a lot of the younger guys, a lot of the rookies can get in and try to make some headway. And if there is, this is, this is what really this, this time of the year is about, um, you know, it's, we're really a long way away after next week from any kind of a really big tournament. So, um, you know, things will slow down a little bit in, in terms of the sports world, but for these guys playing, it is a big deal. I mean, for Brennan Steele to win last week was huge and he gets in the masters, he gets a two year exemption. It's just as big as winning the Honda classic or, or, you know, uh, you know, the, the Byron Nelson or, or any of those events. So, um, you know, even though the, the, the eyes eyeballs aren't on it as much, it's still a big deal.
1: Hey, we, we met a guy named Emilio Grio who won this event last year, and he became Rookie of the Year, had a fantastic season. So it's fun to watch these guys. It's fun to see what they've done with the with the fall wraparound season. And uh, we'll be following you, as always, Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Thank you. you. And this is the Golf Insider's 969 the game stay with us more golf talk coming up